The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Go on your phone and go to settings. Click on battery. Scroll down. And then next to um, this, all these different apps at the bottom, you'll see a thing that there's a little clock icon. And click on the clock icon and then click on net last seven days. Some phones say last four days. Yep. So settings, <clears throat> battery, clock icon, last seven days. And what you'll see is how much time you've spent on your phone. And it's horrific. Mm -hmm. It's a horrifying <laughs> practice to try to go through. Yep. Um, I can concur. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a person that prides myself on never being on their phone. Yep. And I had like two hours on Instagram. Yep. Like, like what? Mm -hmm. That's two hours I could have done like so many other things. Yep. What confidence is has nothing to do with winning or the leaderboard. What confidence is, is knowing that you giving yeah. your best yeah. efforts is enough. Hello, Ben. Patrick. Welcome back to your office. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're going to do something that we just named uh, the two-minute drill. So oftentimes, you know, we've done, I think this is episode 30. Oftentimes people will ask That's questions. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll ask questions on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, and the questions aren't always enough, I think, to fill out an entire episode, but they're good questions nonetheless. So I've sort of collected a handful of questions from different people. Um, and we thought we'd put a clock on you and, and you have to answer these questions within two minutes. Love it. We literally named Two Minute Drill two. less than two minutes ago. Yes. Yes, that's how much planning goes into these. Real episodes. time. Okay, so, um, and most of these are, not most of them, I'd say half of them are sort of training related and half of them are more like life. Cool. Regular chasing. Let's, do, let's hear what they Okay, hear so the first one, um, wh how, what do you think about the value or uh, not value of heart rate monitoring during training? Okay, in under two minutes. In under two minutes. I'm just going to guess if you do it in under two minutes, but go. Okay. Um, value, but very, very limited value. I think it can be an eye opener for people that might not be working as hard as they could be. For most people, it is a correlate to intensity. Heart rate is not intensity. For that reason, if you're about to give a public speech, your heart rate's going to go up. Doesn't mean you're getting fitter, right? It's it's right. not the reason you're getting fitter. And having said that, it's hard to get. I'm trying to talk fast. <laughs> it's it's hard to get fit without raising your heart rate. Yep. It's okay to kind of like um, this is going to get in the weeds a little bit in this short amount of time, but I'm talking really fast, right? <laughs> is um, when you're trying to keep people from working hard. Like for Katrin, I okay. try and keep her from working hard for some of our longer endurance things. And I want her to stay in zone two, yep. that type of stuff. But having said that, power is the shortcut to getting results. I don't care what results you're looking for. Power is the shortcut. Power is force times distance divided by time. How much work are you accomplishing and how little time to do that? It's a matter of power output, not your heart rate. I don't need to know your heart rate. I can measure your power and tell you if you're getting fitter or not. But you can use it sort of as reins to hold people back yeah. if necessary. But so you're kind of like two things, right? It could be um, for Katrin, who's going to work too hard. I can say, let's keep your heart rate below yeah. 150 or 145 in this zone two area. Or it could be somebody else like, I don't know if they're really putting out like the way that 
they look like they're suffering a lot more than I actually think that they're suffering. Yep. It could be an indicator, uh, uh, like someone's dying, dying, dying. Their heart rate's 159 beats a minute. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's try to push. Gotcha. Let's not get so dramatic about this. Gotcha. That was within two minutes. Good job. Wow. And good. I even asked a follow-up question. So. Good. Um, okay, second question. What do you see as the difference between excellence and perfectionism? Uh, perfection is a state we're all searching for, but it's unattainable. It's There's no such thing as it. So we are all trying, people that are pursuing excellence are trying to draw a really detailed picture of what perfection is. And every day we're trying to get there, but we know we're not going to get, it's impossible. It's Vince Lombardi's quote, which is, you know, we are striving for perfection, knowing full well it's unattainable. But if we strive for perfection, we may harness excellence. Mm -hmm dot, 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 Vince Lombardi, right. right? So that's the idea is I want every every detail matters. I'm gonna strive for every bit of this perfect state that I can possibly go for, but I'm fully accepting I'm never going to get there. And that's not, the, that's not what we're, if we, not getting there is not a measure of failure. It's quite the opposite. What we're looking for is that excellence. And excellence is not, a destination. It is every day. It is excellence to me is a verb. Mm -hmm. You are doing excellence. There isn't your excellence, your excellent, because what we're trying to do is once you take your foot off the gas pedal, you're no longer excellent. Mm -hmm. Is there a is there a degree of perfectionism that is or perfectionism or or the process of chasing it is uh negative? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it because you're just gonna be it's unattainable. Like we have to recognize perfection. Nobody is perfect at anything. Rich Froning winning four CrossFit Games championships in a row. He would be the first one to tell you like his performances were far, far, far from perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, yet he's the greatest ever. And Michael Jordan was greatest ever, yet he took, I'm going to, I'm I remember, I remember researching this, but I think he took 51 um, game winning shots and he missed 26 of them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so far from perfect yet he's the greatest ever right. so we're never going to be perfect in anything we do no relationship no business no um, athletic pursuits no um, passion or hobby no faith-based activity nothing you do in your life is going to be perfect and certainly not the balance across all five of those spectrums so what we're going to try and do is what does perfection look like and let's just try to keep getting there as far as close as we can knowing full well we have to accept the fact we're never going to get it perfectly. Cool. Okay. I have no idea if that was under two minutes. <laughs> well, um, you are, you're asking follow-up questions. Yeah, it's, so. not, it's really not fair. Um, how do you tackle nutrition when the goal is to increase weight? We've talked about sort of decreasing it, um, yep. but what about the sort of the inverse of that? The most obvious example of that is eat more. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but like calories in, calories out does matter mm -hmm. for sure. And people that are eating a really clean diet, like I've touted on this, it's really important for performance and longevity and health and everything else. Most people, because it's such calorie um, nutrition, nutrient dense yep. foods and not calorie dense, tend to lose weight. Yep. Now that's not advantageous for somebody that's trying to be, you know, a NFL linebacker and they're trying to stay above, you know, 225 pounds yep. and they're struggling really hard for that. The bottom line is we have to eat more. That's number one. And most people are like, I'm eating so much. It's well, if you count their calories, and this is mm -hmm. the first thing I do is like, give me Let's what you've eaten. Look at it. Yep. Let's give, give me what you've eaten for the last, you know, two days. And just two days is enough. I don't need more than that. 
And what you'll look at is usually they're not eating enough. I just walked through this with one of our members who's mm-hmm. really lean. He's trying to get bigger, um, good CrossFit build, but you know, looked at it and he's not, he's not eating little. He was eating like 2,200 calories a day. Yep. Goal number one, let's get that to 2,800. Mm-hmm. You know, the extra 600 calories, not hard to do. You can do that in you know, one extra shake or um, a little extra servings of every single meal. And then behind, besides that, become the little hacks. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're doing pre and post workout nutrition well. And then the next hack is um, don't go to bed um, on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. Get some like casein protein, the slow drip one, yep. um, with some whole milk and some maybe some starchy carbs in there as well. Gotcha. Cool. Um, how do you balance or what is the, how would you approach balancing intensity and volume in your training? Um, I wouldn't, um, intensity and volume are at odds. Okay. So particularly early in the season, um, this is kind of the way it would kind of roll for me is, um, in the beginning, it's going to be, um, a higher volume and lower intensity. This is like general, like periodized programming for a uh, endurance athlete or even a Olympic weightlifter, something like that. It's higher volume in the beginning, meaning reps and sets or miles or whatever it is, or time. Time on the feet, pounding the pavement, build up the big aerobic base, build up the big strength base, whatever it is. And then as you get closer and closer to game day, the volume comes down as the intensity goes up. I think most people know that. Mm -hmm. Having said that, our sport's a little strange, right? Our sport is really high volume, particularly when you get to the games. Regionals, not open for sure not. But when you get to the games, it is both intensity and volume. So we have to play this different dichotomy. So we look at all the different facets. So there's aerobic intensity and aerobic volume. What is the right metric for both of those to be tracking together? Those two for us are at odds. So as we start off with a big aerobic base early in the season, Mm -hmm. October, November, December, we are doing... I'm not going to give away the trade secrets, but we're doing a lot of aerobic base building stuff. And as we go through that, that's going to really pare down to we're only doing very little come game day, Mm -hmm. uh, coming the weeks leading up to the the games. But our intensity ramps up. In the beginning, don't even send me your times. I don't even need to know your times. At the end, I want to know what the times were and the splits for every 400 meters of your 5K. Mm -hmm. So the intensity gets ramped up a lot towards the end. We do the same thing for strength. Um, both volume and intensity. Same thing for Metcon, both volume and intensity. Same thing um, for um, Metcon, just overall conditioning, volume and intensity. I feel like that could have been more than two minutes. But yeah, we'll that's a hard, that, that's, that's a hard that's one actually, to keep below. That, yeah, that's, that's that's could be a to- whole thing, question. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, hard for me not to geek out about that. Right, maybe we'll geek out on that in a future episode. Um, how do you suggest, and I know you've dealt with this a little bit, but how do you um, advise people who are dealing with um, injury uh, and wants and want to eventually obviously come back from injury. Um, the first thing I let people know is so whether people are coming back from a vacation where you know they were on their honeymoon or it's an injury or they just gave birth or whatever it is, um, depending on the severity of the injury and how the amount of time off, I give people the framework to start like give yourself and don't talk in terms of time because time is so different for everybody else. Right. So if you say like. It's going to take you three weeks. Well, does that mean if I come in once a week, it's still going to take me three weeks? Well, what if I come in every single day? Does it still take three weeks? I talk about in terms of um, sessions. So in terms of if you're going to take a class, let's talk about like a regular member. If they're coming back, give yourself 10 classes. And that's where I always start. It's like 
10 classes to get yourself back up to speed. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about your times, don't worry about your loads, don't worry about your previous PRs or anything else until we're 10 classes in. Okay. Now, if that takes you 10 days to get there, cool. Like in two weeks, we're talking about yep. what's the right kind of blend of intensity and volume that right. you should be playing with right now. But before that 10 classes, 10 episodes, it lets, like, you're just going to be like beating yourself up if you're yeah. worried about comparing yourself to where you were pre incident. Mm -hmm. So, would you just have them come in and, like, where? Get, get it done. Just, just get, you're like, just getting gonna, in is the, jo is the job you're What I need you to do is, um, we're going to learn to play guitar. Mm -hmm. I need you to take 10 lessons. Gotcha. You're going to learn to windsurf, take 10 lessons. Because, some people like learn to ski or learn to play guitar and they do 10 lessons, but they do over six months. Yep. Well, that's, it's going to take you six months. Like before we can even talk about anything. Yep. Other people get fully immersed and they'll do that in two weeks. It's okay. Okay. Now in two weeks, we can start talking about what the right blend is. But for a two minute answer, it's 10 <laughs> sessions. Love it. Um, what is one thing you are working on improving in your life right now? Um, I always have a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I, I'm proud of that I've put for a quarterly goal, actually it was a yearly goal, but I wanted to accomplish it in the first 90 days of 2018 was to start having family dinners. Okay. Um, for whatever weird reason we have, you know, we have a modern family for sure. Um, you know, we have kids on all different schedules doing yeah. all sorts of different stuff and um, uh, split family. What five to eighteen or something? Yeah, well, yeah. Our <laughs> our oldest kid is seventeen. Yeah. Our youngest is three. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know, um, what, the biggest thing we're working on is um, sitting down and having dinner together. And what we used to try to do was like, we'll wait for the perfect moment for it to happen, and we'll go in the dining room. We'll do it in the yeah. dining room. We'll cook. We are we just like not let's let's make this. Um, like in terms of like starting a business, mm -hmm. it's like the MVP. It's the minimal viable products. Like <laughs> it's like there's food and there's people. <laughs> that's for real, right? And if that's what we're doing. Is like, yeah. and you can be eating that, and you can be yeah. eating that, and we're just gonna sit at the um, the kitchen table, not the dining room table. And if there's only three people home, like the three people sit down together. Gotcha. And what we've done is we didn't wait for it to be this magical moment. Where we're all together. It's whoever's home. Mm -hmm. We sit down together. And but the goal was to try and do that like from once a week, which used to be our goal, to do it two or three. And I was like, let's just start doing it every night. Mm -hmm. Like no one eats dinner alone. Mm -hmm. This is when we're eating. And if Maya doesn't get home because she's got practice until eight o'clock, like, okay, Maya can eat by herself or we'll sit down with her while yep. she eats by herself. And we'll all eat together at our time. So it's one of the things I've been really, it's happened. Cool. Like really happened. Like since January 2nd, we haven't had a, me a dinner where we're not sitting together, mm -hmm. which is really cool. You know, when I was in, funny when this is going to be more than two minutes, so we're over. We're, when I, when you I was, can probably slow down the top, the talking speed as well. If you I'm cranking, right? <laughs> it's like I just gave you three cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, the team, like when I was coaching teams, yep. you know, trying to go to the CrossFit games, one of the things I knew was the value of communal eating. Yep. It's one of the things that's inherent in our culture is you got together with a small group in your group in your society and you would sit by the campfire and you eat together. So I did that with my teams, yet how many families aren't doing that now? It's it's awesome. So that's the thing I'm proud of actually that I'm working on. Really, really cool. Um, slightly related, um, possibly I think because I know some of the answer, is um, what do you say to people who um, claim that they don't have enough time for 
family dinners or starting a business or training, getting to the gym, et cetera. Okay. This is going to be a really tactical one. Yeah. Um, it's something I talked about recently as well is go on your phone and go to settings, click on battery, scroll down, and then next to um, this, all these different apps at the bottom, you'll see a thing that that's a little clock icon and click on the clock icon and then click on net last seven days. Some phones say last four days. Yep. So settings, <clears throat> battery, clock icon, last seven days. And what you'll see is how much time you've spent on your phone. And it's horrific. Mm -hmm. It's a horrifying <laughs> practice to try to go through. Yep. Um, I can concur. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a person that prides myself on never being on their phone. Yep. And I had like two hours on Instagram. Yep. Like, like what? Mm -hmm. That's two hours I could have done like so many other things. Yep. And then you take that to the millennials mm -hmm. and like the people like that are spending, I, I, I've just recently, um, three people, I'm not going to name them, but three people that had over eight hours on a single app. Like that's a full work day. Yeah. People are like, I don't have enough time. You could get literally another work day of your life if you didn't do Snapchat mm -hmm. or if you didn't go on YouTube on your phone or if you didn't do Instagram. There is no such thing as I don't have enough time. It's what you're making the choices to do. Yep. So the tactical approach is figure out where your time is being lost and then you decide mm -hmm. if it's something that's important to you yep. or if you'd rather spend it doing that. Um, a couple of notes. One, the instructions you gave, I think, are just specific to iPhones. Uh, that's an iPhone thing. Yeah. yeah. So, are there um, people that don't have iPhones? I've I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, is you did post that on Instagram. So if you wanted to go back mm -hmm. and you wanted to read those instructions, just go to Ben's Instagram and they're there. Yes. Um, but I did. Fo I, I, my follow up to that was I saw that Heather posted something as well. Yeah. With like she, you guys doing some kind of Bergeron challenge because it wouldn't be right. <laughs> it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be worth doing if you're if you weren't gonna I don't know compete in some way about. <laughs> but so talk to me about just what that, how you guys came about, like, what is it, what is it you're doing and how are you kind of tackling well, it? Well, I found out about this, um, I think through somebody else's podcast I was listening to or something. Um, and I, I looked up and I was obviously horrified. Yeah. So I came home and I was like, guys, everyone right now, <laughs> grab your phones and took everyone together and we're all in the living room. Everyone pulls up their phone. I'm like, do this, go to battery, go to settings this is, and, and let's share. And of course, Heather was like, oh my God, we need to, Jonah, you have eight hours on YouTube. Like that's. I think it was maybe even, yeah, it was eight hours on YouTube. Um, so basically what we did is every Sunday night, and we did it last Sunday, yep. um, first weekend, we did the same thing again. And we all shared and we yep. saw who um, who spent the least amount of time yep. on their top three apps. Yep. And things like Waze or yeah, the, yeah, exactly. FaceTime Podcast. or Spotify, you know, music, those don't count. Yep. Their podcasting count. Yeah. Like if you're learning, if it's background it's music, like the stuff if you're talking to people. Your yeah. Social media things that are stealing your attention. Yeah. Snapchat, Instagram, Safari, yep. um, things like that. Like yeah. the things, the the time suckers. Yeah. Um, so you posted it probably a week ago now. So I wanted to just as an experiment to see how it changed if just that just the knowledge of it did anything over the course of a week. Like I didn't try to do anything differently. Yeah. I was just like, okay, let me see if just like my subconscious yeah. and it didn't do anything. Me either. Yeah. So this <laughs> I was week, conscious of it. Yeah. I was <laughs> so this week I'm actually thinking about it and seeing if that I was traveling though. So I think yeah, traveling is a little bit different because you're like yeah, sitting in an airport, airport or something and like, like that. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting that, I mean, they're designed to steal your attention. So mm -hmm. they're very good at it. And so, which is to say you have to work at not letting it's one of the things that people don't realize is like these people are in the business of keeping yep. you 
on their app. Like that's how they measure their success is, yep. is t- en- engagement. Engagement. So like how many people are on their thing doing <clears throat> their thing? And they've created, they've figured out the dopamine hormonal response of human beings and how to get them hooked on their app. Yeah. They're creating the the most addictive things they possibly can. Yep. There's a reason that YouTube has that screen. And then look at all these other things that are bright, shiny objects that you could look at next. And when the video is done, what happens? Boop, here comes the next one. It's like, it's Instagram is no different. Instagram, they figured out what are the the hormonal triggers that will keep you hooked on this thing. Yep. So they're really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about this forever. Um, last question is, uh, my question. I'm super interested in your, in your answer. Um, if you had, if you were given sort of, uh, the ability to design and implement the curriculum for, uh, an entire high school senior class, right? Like, okay, Ben, you've got the seniors, yeah. whatever, whatever classes, whatever curriculum you want to give them, what would that, what would that year look like? Oh or my parts of it. Gosh, that's awesome. Okay, um, probably taking like, uh, if there's five classes, five, six, Something people like take like math, five, yeah. so four or five, okay. So um, one would have to do with like real life finances. Mm-hmm. Like re- like no one talks about this stuff. Like what do taxes mean? What does your mortgage mean? What is, you know, f- financing and interest rates and, you know, what are the, the personal implications? How, how do you save Investment. and what's an IRA and, you know. Compounding interest. Like all that of that, all you, of that yeah. stuff. Like, like it's probably one of the most important things you could have as an adult is like, how do I, you know, what is refinancing your mortgage? Like what's a home equity loan? Like how do you do a cash out refi? How do you like, like all these types of things that nobody talks about? Like what is the stock market? What is bonds? And what like, you know, what is a, you know, asset diversification? And it's like, that would probably be number one. That would be one. I'm not saying number yep. one. Another would be um, like health. Like some, and I'm not talking like boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Not that. Hopefully they had that before they were yeah. seniors. I have, a, I have a three and five year olds. So that's what we talk about. <laughs> yeah, I like that you find that yeah. so funny. Yes. Um, is, um, but something like what we talk about, like eat meat, yep. vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, Intake levels that support exercise, not body fat. Do constantly very functional moves formed with relatively high intensity, and that is the best prescription known to man to push off chronic disease. Chronic disease? What's that? Well, that's seventy percent of what kills that likelihood of what you're going to die from prematurely. It's everything from cancers and just talk about all of that stuff in real world stuff. So people are going to the world connected to things they actually understand. Yeah, and and um, they're not leaving it up to medication. Right. Which is what everybody thinks. It's like, okay, I just live my life. There's genetics. And this is definitely not going to be a two-minute answer, right? <laughs> no, There's we've genetics. Long, we've long since blown okay. through that. <laughs> There's genetics. And like whatever I get is what I get. It's like that's not the case at all. So set people up for success against that. Um, the third one would be some sort of like personal development one. Mm-hmm. So like how do you figure out how to spend your time wisely? So um, how to... Like what are the important things in your life? What are the urgent things? And how do you pursue things that matter in your life and avoid the other stuff? Everything from time management to study for success habits to um, um, 
self-improvement, um, you know, powerful habits, routines, and all of that type of stuff. We have three there? That was three, yeah. Okay, I'm way over the two-minute thing. That's a, <laughs> This is an unfair question. Um, another one would probably be an elective mm -hmm. relative to their passion. Mm -hmm. People should be doing things that they enjoy and that they love. Um, so if you love cars, like let's get you in front of some experts mm -hmm. that can help you get phenomenal at building, designing, or fixing cars, mm -hmm. right? And similar, like you love um, um, aero engineering. Mm -hmm. Let's get you in like an internship with Boeing mm -hmm. or whatever it is, or that's yep. a self-study program, yep. something that you love. So like start, start to set the path towards mastery. Mm -hmm. And then the next one, the all-encompassing one, would be taking all of the normal stuff that you see in high school and putting it in one class. <laughs> so here's some history here is some math here is some english or mm -hmm. writing here is some um technology something like that yep. it's kind of a mashup that's a, that's a if i had more time with that i would love to dive into that question it's probably something i'm gonna think about cool. in the shower because <laughs> um, that's a really cool question all right awesome that was a failed attempt at a two-minute drill yeah. but we will first do, time first time doing we'll, it yeah we'll do it again and we'll do it better next time some teams do a four-minute offense Sure. <laughs> <laughs>